Dirty Bird Podcast contains foul language and is not appropriate for young fledglings. Listener discretion is advised. Our intro music is brought to you by Ricky Pistone, aka Dick Piston. And our outro music is brought to you by the Sidewalk Slammers. Check them out wherever you get your music. Are you looking for a podcast today? With ornithology and humor you crave? Well, I know all these guys and it's birds they like. It's Dirty Bird. Yeah, they're just a couple guys who really like birds. It's Dirty Bird. Yeah, they're pretty dirty, but they really like birds. Hello, and welcome to Dirty Bird Podcast. I'm John, and I'm joined today by Gavin again, which I'm super excited with. Um, Gavin is a animal keeper with Maymont. Uh, we did an episode a couple episodes um, ago um, and had a great time. So Gavin's back. Hey, welcome, man. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Ready to talk about birds. Back in Blackbird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, here we are. Um, today's episode is going to be super laid back. Um, Gavin and I have just been kind of shooting the bird shit, talking about um, like cool topics and stuff, and uh, we always have good conversations. So we're just going to do an episode of us just talking about birds, kind of some uh, structure to it, but <laughs> also not really, and uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, we're going to get right into it with all these questions we got here. Yeah, so, yeah, let's just jump right into it, Gavin. Um, what's that first question that you sent me? Let me pull that up. I sent you so many. Okay, <laughs> so we can start easy with favorite Virginia birds and why. So, like, what would you be excited to see when you go out birding on a normal day? Yeah, so <laughs> I'm awful with every time somebody asks me favorite bird I'm, I'm awful with it because it's always like the bird that i like just saw <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. but i will so right now my favorite virginia bird is uh brown-headed nuthatch um okay I, i've done an episode on them before but it's because today i was in my backyard and um there's like a bunch of tall pines that are like kind of near my house but not really that close like sometimes i hear them doing that little squeaker call like brownhead nuthatches their call is like it literally sounds like a dog toy squeaking you know yeah and, <laughs> and so i can hear it off in the distance and i'm like oh man like I, I wish they would come around but i don't have any pine trees but today a brown-headed nuthatch like i was in my backyard like doing some work before the rain started and uh i hear you know the you know and i'm like what that was good and i look at my feeder and there's a brown-headed nuthatch at my bird feeder and you know grabbing some sunflower seeds and so I was just, it was awesome. Then he flew to a tree and like, um, you know, was like getting a quick snack and pecking at it to eat it and stuff before I grabbed some more to probably go hide in a pine tree somewhere. Um, and I was just like so excited because um, uh, I don't really see them around my house much. And I, I love those birds. They're so cool. Yeah, for sure. I, I loved learning in ornithology that like you can always tell uh, nuthatch because it's like facing down a tree yeah and like kind of like hopping down and then the brown creepers are coming up the tree mm-hmm. um and i always like loved that little like tidbit but yeah it's so nice to have like uh rare i guess visitors this time of year because it's you know 
the birding is pretty uh, moot this time of year usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit easier, I guess, because there's no foliage or anything. But yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely they're easier to see. But like, yeah, yeah, there's not. It's like the year round guy. It's it's all, like birding in winter time for me. It's always like. I almost feel like it's my old friends. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, you guys are here all the time. You know, it's like, what's yeah. up, Harry Woodpecker? What's up, Tough to Titmouse Chicken? You know, it's like, it's like you yeah. guys are here all the time. Now's your time to shine, you know? And then in the summer, everyone's like, the tanagers and, the, you know, the, yeah. the warblers and stuff. And, and I just feel like the Harrys and the, the Titmice and all those guys are like, well, no, no one cares about us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the kind of like the home birds I always think of like in the wintertime, like you're totally right. It's like seeing like a, a friend and it's like almost uh, comforting in a way to like see those birds. Cause um, I don't know, you feel like you see them so much that they're just kind of like part of your life, like you said. But um, yeah, I don't know. Those, the woodpeckers seeing those this time of year is always good. I love seeing like pileated woodpeckers, yes. no matter the time of year. Um, I just think they're so cool and, and big and they remind me exactly of Woody the woodpecker from when I was young, which is always so funny, especially their call because it's so uh, laugh-like. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, man, what else? Oh, this time of year is great to see ducks, though. Yes. Like, uh, especially in Richmond, like all of the cool duck species are here this time of year. Um Yep. which I always appreciate for some reason. And then seeing like the scoters down in Virginia beach this time of year too is really cool. Um, but yeah, like you said, the warblers and tanagers in the summertime are like kind of unbeatable than the ospreys. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, summer's like, it's almost like an explosion to the senses, you know, with them. So like, like winter's kind of nice. Cause it's kind of slower. Like you kind of, like oh I, you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down and observe this you know red bellied with in the summertime I'd be like eh, whatever it's a, it's a red bellied you know I'm I'm gonna go yeah. try to find some some warblers that are moving through you know <laughs> exactly yeah yeah it's um I was just in Costa Rica so like I got kind of spoiled seeing like all these rare tanagers that oh. I would never see up in, in would the you, states would you see. I, <clears throat> Passerini's tanager was one of the coolest ones and then um I forgot the species but it's like this black blue and yellow one huh. and they were just like beautiful and I saw uh yellow warblers and I think palm warblers prothonotaries oh. um, and then like other native species like the ospreys are all down there right now so yep. that was like kind of cool so then my winter birding uh <laughs> has been like very eventful so far but that's so very, cool uh, very different species yeah yeah i've heard like it's just a whole nother experience when you're down in you know central south america in the winter time and seeing these birds that we see in the summertime except they're in their winter you know hangouts and like and and it's just like a totally different environment you know they're more in like a jungle environment and stuff and you're like wait a second aren't you the dude i saw on an oak tree like a couple months ago <laughs> like like what are, what are you doing now man exactly yeah i mean like the amount of species they have there is crazy um but then like yeah seeing like toucans and parrots and stuff too just mixed in with these like home species yeah <laughs> was so interesting to me That's like surreal. i don't know <laughs> it's kind of yeah kind of hard to believe at times i guess but very cool yeah um go, going back to the ducks too um yeah i think the ducks are also like a highlight of um 
Virginia too, um, especially you know the coastal region, just because like they move through and in winter time it's a big highlight. Um, you know they they got a lot of color. Um, yesterday I was in freaking traffic, you know, um, <laughs> and I'm stopped in traffic and I look over to my left and in like you know those retaining ponds, like in the middle of a highway median, they have like you know retaining ponds. This isn't like sixty yeah. four. Um, there's a freaking um, hooded um, merganser, uh, nice. male hooded merganser, just hanging out. And I'm like, yeah. dude, you are beautiful. <laughs> They're so cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I'm, I'm like not even mad I'm in traffic. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, or like you see like a hawk up on a street light or something like that. You're yeah. like, okay, it's fine that I'm here, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, the mergansers and then the buffleheads are like very frequent yes. up here this time of year. Um, and then especially the wood ducks too. Yes. Um, they're just so colorful. Like, how is that even, uh, a bird, you know? I know, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the first time seeing a wood duck in the wild is like, a just, it, it's almost like the first time seeing when you, I remember the first time I got into birding, the first time seeing a pileated woodpecker took my breath mm-hmm. away. And then I was into birding and the first time I saw a wood duck, like, you know, that took my breath away too, you know? Like yeah. It's, it's one of those experiences you remember. Yeah, seriously. I mean, they're they're pretty unnatural looking, I guess, is like the best way to put them. But then um, I, I just thought for some reason when you were talking about seeing Apiliated that I need to shout out Northern Flickers, too, because yes. they're like some of the coolest birds to me. I love like their colors mm-hmm. and they're another one of those like comfort birds because they're here so often. Yeah. However, I wish we had red shafted here because I feel like they'd be cooler <laughs> But the yellow shafted are still really nice. <laughs> <laughs> or you go to the Midwest and then you have the orange shafted because the, oh, the red and the yeah. yellows are mixing in the Midwest. So I know. <laughs> My friend was just in Colorado and he took a photo of one. And I was like, did you see, like, what color shafts did it have? And he was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> did, did you look at the shaft on that bird? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Dude, what? <laughs> I yeah. think you can get arrested for that. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, there's multiple of them. <laughs> Might be red if you look close enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so those are um, some good Vir- Virginia birds. And um, I guess you already talked about some exotic birds there with Costa Rica. Oh, we can go you, way more. Yeah, do you have any that. other exo- – uh, that was Gavin's second question to me is like, you know, <laughs> what? It, what's your favorite exotic bird? Um, do you So were your Costa Rica ones, were those – did that satisfy your exotic bird itch or, or you're still gunning for some? I think it did. I went down with like um, – I for some reason like knew what species I wanted to see – but didn't know the rarity of some of them. Mm -hmm. So like I knew that harpy eagles at one time lived in Costa Rica, but I didn't know that they were basically like extinct in Costa Rica at this time. Um, And then oddly enough, so like I talked to many guides when we were going through there and every single one of them was like, yeah, we actually just had one up here. Like I think six months ago or something pretty recent. And um, somebody managed to like photograph it and document it. And, um, so it seems like they might be kind of coming back because that was the first one I think in eight years is what they had said. Because they they eat sloths, right? That's like their yeah brain. yeah yeah sloths and monkeys. And um, there was a drop in the sloth population in Costa Rica like a little while ago, and I forgot why it was. Um, I'm sure it's you know anthropogenic causes no matter what, but I forgot yeah. exactly the cause. 
Um, and so they're saying that they might start coming back more because the sloths are doing better now. Um, but yeah, they eat sloths and monkeys and everything crazy. Uh, so I got I got a little upset that I wasn't <clears throat> gonna see one, but you know I've seen one uh, in a zoo before, so I've 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 itched the scratch once at least. <laughs> but like I was saying, just seeing all like the really interesting um, songbirds and migratory species, and then seeing uh, we saw a yellow keeled toucan i want to say so it's yeah it was really interesting um and then hummingbirds everywhere we saw that's awesome like mangrove hummingbirds which only exist in like this one uh one part of mangrove on the pacific coast of costa rica that is so cool yeah yeah but i think other than that like uh i've always loved ratites i remember like going to zoos when i was young and seeing rayas and i thought that they were so interesting mm-hmm. like that they were cooler than ostriches to me for some reason and then yeah everybody's seen ostriches but yeah the, the rayas yeah they're like little mini mini ones yeah and yeah they're really yeah. cool <laughs> and like i don't know i i uh have always loved cockatoos as well my mom has cockatoos or had a cockatoo i should say um and so I don't. They hold a soft spot in my heart, but yeah, like a lot of the parrot species and um, yeah, like birds of paradise and stuff are probably some of the most interesting to see, at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. I I need to make a trip to Central and South America. Um, my um, <laughs> I feel that there's like so many places I want to go, but yeah. um, the my my exotic bird when I was thinking about it is. Um, and I think they're pretty common, but the fairy wrens in Australia, um, oh, yeah. I think part of it is I just want to go to Australia, <laughs> but also just like they're like super colorful and they kind of seem, they're not closely related to them at all, but like they look a hell of a lot like, you know, the tits, like they look a lot like chickadees and stuff like that. Um, and they have like a, a lot of blue and yellow, like a lot of color to them and they just look like them, but they're like. I guess it's like convergent evolution or whatever. Um, so, um, like, they're probably like just as smart as them and like you know bold and stuff. Um, so I would just love to observe like you know this whole species that is like the chickadees that I love and I love the chickadees personality, but just like from a whole nother different evolutionary line. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't even know if I can picture a fairy wren in my head. Like is it is it similar to like a house wren or a Carolina wren shape? Uh, honestly, they they look like they kind of look like chickadee, or like blue tits. Have you ever seen like you know blue tits over in like England yeah. or Europe? Yeah, they kind of look like like them. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, you, I mean you know whenever the you know British went over to Australia, they were just naming everything like oh that <laughs> kind of looks like a a, a wren. We'll, we'll call it a wren, and then it's like yeah. not. It's like you know. 100 mil, a million years divergent from wherever line that mm-hmm. produced wrens like no actually it's more closely related to you know owls than, than wrens um, yeah uh stuff like that um but uh yeah no they, they just look cool and colorful and it's my excuse to go to australia i guess there you go <laughs> <laughs> i guess this is like a very relative question to depending on where you live like for us it's pretty easy to be like yeah Virginia birds are like, you know, cool, but seeing anything outside of that spectrum is always like very exciting. But I wonder what somebody who lives in Australia thinks of like that, you know, are they like, 
Oh, a Cardinals. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Right? I've, I've heard that. I've heard that like people that come, you know, from other places here when they see a male Cardinal, they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's all red. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's like, insane. It's, and we're like, dude, that's a Cardinal. Like we see them yeah. all the time. <laughs> like chill out. Yeah, it's a state bird, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a state bird of like, I don't know, like 10 states or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs to just yeah. calm down about these Cardinals. <laughs> I know. The unanimous state bird is not that cool no it's, <laughs> it's not. just everywhere it's not yeah it's I'd the state part it. of virginia and west virginia like come on y'all border each other like I know. So pick yeah. a side <laughs> exactly when they broke off they're like we're not changing yeah. the state bird, right <laughs> no we're we're taking the cardinal with us <laughs> yeah and that'll be our respects paid to you <laughs> like, oh my yeah God. uh but yeah i think people would probably freak out about um uh, what else? Pileated's for sure. Um, blue jays? Like, blue there's jays, not a ton yeah. of blue birds, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But that might be a narrow mindset, too. Who knows? Yeah, that's it's true. It's all relative. That's true, it is. All but, uh, yeah, shout out to, like, Albatross, too. Ooh, and yes, maybe... I saw a frigate bird in Costa Rica, but it was, like, from a huge distance away. Like, uh, what is it? Is it, like, uh, the Royal Frigate Bird? Um, I think it was the Magnificent. Magnificent, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was yeah. huge, and you could see, yes. like, the, the swallow tail yes. and everything. I saw one of those um, when I was in Key West, and it was, like, flying oh, high overhead. And, like, even though it was, like, hundreds of hundreds of feet in the air, I could just tell it was massive. And just, like, no yeah. effort. It's just, like, phew exactly just sailing. yeah i was like oh my god dude you're like lord of the skies up there yeah. any of those like really big winged seabirds are always so cool mm-hmm. like I, I guess they're all like the tube nose species for the most part mm-hmm. um but yeah those i wish i had seen it up close it was the only one i got to like catch a glimpse of and it was like you said it was hundreds of feet in the air just doing its thing mm-hmm. that's but yeah. oh uh also pelicans yeah uh, how could i forget pelicans oh yeah yeah for sure for sure yeah <laughs> pelicans are the best we i have like a really soft spot for them because i always i grew up um surfing in uh california like once a year like with family and everything for a week and um then i grew up surfing in virginia beach too mm-hmm but the um so you pelicans, went from white pelican to brown pelican then exactly yeah. but they have similar behaviors of like cruising waves like they will basically i think In catch the, the yeah, yeah yeah and we've seen them like you know skim their wings and it looks like they're like actually having fun and my brother and i were like debating it recently saying you know it does look like they're having fun but they're there's got to be some sort of like scientific benefit to them doing that yeah so there is i I did an episode on brown pelicans and actually the wave action causes you know air current change and so like they're able to do less wing flaps if they like fly in the troughs and then change a trough and like because the waves are pushing the air up so it creates like updraft forms they're able to just that's why they do that it's just like they're just saving energy um, that's awesome. I mean, but that's surfing too. You're you're utilizing the True. waves to you know propel you for for energy. So I'm sure they probably have some en- enjoyment in just cruising without having to expend energy. I mean, I mean that's always fun. They've got to, and I'm that's super interesting because I I like told my brother basically that, mm-hmm. but I also at the same time was like I'm not very confident, and I'm not going to look this up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so that's that's cool. I, and that's like it makes sense, right? Like it's kind of like a vulture kettling over yep. uh, a warm area to just catch that rise all the way up. Um, so good for them. the The main thing I loved about seeing that was I, I watched one catch its wing in the wave and just like completely cartwheel across the face of the wave. <laughs> and then it pops up in the water and it's just so surprised that yeah, something like, just what? happened to it. <laughs> yeah. I've done this for 20 years, Gary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that's always funny when birds kind of like fuck up a little bit. Yeah. Like, they're always so graceful. And so you're like, how do they do that? And then like every once in a while, one of them will just like, totally mess up and like you know yeah get get the feathers wet or like you know freaking like hit a like a little branch on a tree and like ah, freak out and like it's, yeah like the longer you watch them the more you see these little snafus and it it all like you know i hate to anthropomorphize but like it gives them humanity you're like oh yeah dude like i i totally understand that um and especially with young birds too like you see a yes. young bird they're the clumsiest little fucks ever and like i'm like yeah oh that's that's me in high school like you know i'm like tripping over everything <laughs> Exactly. You got weird feathers coming in. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video today of an osprey chick. I guess he he had like taken his first flight and just unsuccessfully flew. He wound up in the water, yeah. and um, these people like kayaked up to him and pushed him over towards like these rocks, and he sat there for an hour and dried um, out and. <laughs> dried out and then mom actually came back and like escorted him to the nest but even then he like missed the perch almost and just like like cartwheeled off of it and into the nest and it was it's just so funny to watch them and even like the adult birds that i work with like i guess my perspective is like really skewed sometimes of like birds are really clumsy is what i think a lot of the time but then you know our birds are missing like part of a wing or something like that yeah so it's um it's all just perspective, I guess. But yeah, my, my thought is always like birds can be really clumsy sometimes. And then I'll watch wild birds and mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like, oh, man, they're graceful almost all the time. Yeah. yeah. But when it happens, it's so funny. Yeah. I, I just had like a crazy thought, like wild birds are like pretty much like akin to like top athletes, you know, because like they're they're out there to survive, you know, so like if you're not super agile, skilled, if you're not super graceful, like, you, you know, you're either not eating or getting eaten. So it's like, it's almost like when we're out there bird watching, we're seeing like the top athletes of the bird world. It's like bird Olympics when we're out there, yeah. you know, birding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, those are the, the undarwind animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they finally made it. <laughs> yeah. That's a cool thought. Um, dang. Um, all right. What's, what's our next topic, Gavin? Okay, so the next one was favorite birding environment Ooh. that you've been in, not yes. like your dream one. Yes, I, I I thought of a good answer for this, and um, mine is one of my favorites was West Virginia going out after a new snowfall and um, <clears throat> walking around in that unbroken snow in the woods, and you know, kind of even like going off trail and stuff, and. Um, you know, one, because the world looks new and stuff in the snow, but also it like um, the birds um, are, are, again, our winter friends, you know, that, mm-hmm. that are there year round um, are out. And, uh, 
you know, they're like, oh, fuck, it's snow, it's cold, I got to eat. So, like, they're just a flurry of activity. And and really, everything seems, like, very silent, quiet, almost, like, dead, you know, in the wintertime. All the mammals are burrowed away and sleeping. and um, But the, the birds are just out and about and, and after it. And they're knocking snow off of the trees, like, and um, it's just so much activity. And it just makes you feel alive, like, seeing their energy. Yeah, yeah, totally. I have always loved that too. Um, and like they just pop out so much more because it's against that like stark white a lot of the time. Exactly. So it's, and then it's in the winter time, like we talked about earlier, and it's almost just like easier um, to see everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I couldn't be more thrilled to like get a good snowstorm and go yeah. to work. And which sounds so weird, but a good snowstorm at work is really fun because you're in, I'm in like a beautiful park. So we get to see like, I'll see like a blue heron crunching through like ice in a pond or something like that. And I'm like, look at you go. You're doing it. <laughs> Sit back and admire it for a minute. That's awesome. Dang. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it's probably, I, this is a bad answer. So I might cheat and have two answers. <laughs> That's fine. But, um, <laughs> The beach watching, I love seagulls, pelicans, Mm -hmm. ospreys. So like sitting on the beach in the summertime is like very entertaining sometimes to watch birds because they're big charismatic birds doing, you know, these like pretty impressive behaviors while hunting. And there's no hiding. It's just like that out open on the water. Like you can see them from a mile away. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have binoculars, great. But if not, then like you don't really need them most of the time. Um, But then also I would say. Oh, and and I'm sorry. The the, the sandpipers and the stilts and all those little guys running around chasing the waves and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, those are so much fun to watch too. Seriously. And I, I, I've always had like a soft spot for seagulls too, for some reason. Really? Um, yeah. I don't know why. Like everyone's always like, they're like rats with wings. And I'm just <laughs> kind of in the mindset of like, I think they're really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We'll stop remember, feeding yeah. them and then they, they won't be like that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Karen. God yeah, damn Don't it. throw them to <laughs> boardwalk fries down in Virginia beach. <laughs> yeah. Although, and this is sad, but have you seen those videos of people like feeding them, um, Shoot, not Alka Seltzer because that's awful. But oh, uh, like yeah. X Lax, <laughs> like these kids like fill a fucking tray full of French fries and pour oh, X Lax no. all over it, and the birds are just shitting all over everybody at the beach. It's <laughs> amazing, but so messed up at the same yeah, time. Yeah, don't don't do that, anybody. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not not warranting that to happen yeah, but, but if you want to look back in an old internet video it's a good time <laughs> i have seen that <laughs> it is hilarious oh, those uh, when, people I, are when i was a little lives. kid this is like flashback when i was a little kid in like the outer banks um someone came to our school and like you, you know how like you have the assemblies as a little kid and like there's some guy with a guitar on the stage singing songs about like, you know, don't take candy from strangers and stuff like this guy's song was don't feed the fairy birds. (laughs) And then the the chorus was, (laughs) and so the lesson was don't feed the, the the seagulls because then they'll shit on you. Oh my god! I think this is only in the Outer Banks that this could happen. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, where else is that going to be a thing? Oh my god! Good uh, for them, I guess. Like, that's a 
good message, right? <laughs> I just remembered that. That's like been tucked away in my brain. Yeah, we just unlocked five years. <laughs> core memory unlocked. Yeah, core achievement. Yeah, jeez. I th- I kind of love when that stuff happens. Yeah, but um, I think my other one. It might be another water habitat of like marshy area with like ducks and like red winged blackbirds mm-hmm. and um like i've gotten lucky and seen like a harrier in a marshy area Ooh. before and so like i feel like there's an opportunity to see like songbirds uh ducks and other like water species like ospreys yeah. um herons uh and then you also get like maybe some raptors mixed in too yeah um Marsh is nice, too, because, like, usually there's not many people around, you know? Yeah, exactly. There's an area, I want to say it's Reedy Creek. I haven't been there in a while. Um, Shoot, I'm I'm not remembering correctly. Uh, But that's where I saw, like, my first Kestrel, too, like, on one of these roads, kind of, like, going that way. And um, so maybe it just holds, like, a soft spot in my heart or something but yeah nothing wrong with that yeah Yeah. it's always been a good time like going there especially in the winter time like you can expect to see duck species at the very least yeah like seeing a pintail duck is like almost cooler to me than seeing you know like uh i'm not gonna say indigo bunting because that'd be pretty sick yeah um but yeah some warbler species or something yeah 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 Yeah. i feel you i feel that you have to like search the treetops you see it for like half a second and you're like I, I think that was a tennessee warbler i'm not sure exactly uh. yeah. <laughs> i got lucky and had like a yellow warbler hang out like right next to me in costa rica and then um it was just so much easier like i was like why can't you just do this when you're in town but yeah down there i guess it's just they're so fat and happy probably yeah. they just aren't really worried about anything dude they're on vacation man mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like mm-hmm. we're, we're hanging out <laughs> yeah i'll talk to you later <laughs> another one of my favorite um, marsh things in virginia um i was on um uh Assateague, um mm-hmm. and i was camping there and the marsh nearby there were all these um uh i think uh common rails or, or king rails i can't remember which one it was oh, cool. but just going nuts you know just like my, my wife was so annoyed because they were like keeping her up at night but like i mean non-stop they're just like calling and then like they were like flying back and forth kind of like fighting you know and stuff so like um i mean you never really get to see these birds because they're, they're so secretive and stuff but like every once in a while one would just like pop out and i would see it for a second and uh um just just super cool and i was just like yeah. loving hanging out i like found a dock i could kind of walk out on and i was just like hanging out on this dock watching you know listening to them and every once in a while watching one pop out of the reeds and then oh it would duck back in and you know you, you could hear it but you couldn't see it um yeah it, just just love that marsh vibe was that at night it was like dusk oh, okay cool yeah. yeah yeah man that's sick yeah i haven't seen one in person um but it reminds me of like the one time I've seen woodcocks, like uh, just kind of in the late afternoon, you're just kind of like walking around the forest and then you'll see them kind of just like jump up and like, you know, <laughs> kind of do their thing and then they just disappear. Wow. Um, but yeah, it, they're, they're pretty cool too. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Marsh, marshes always like offer something. I feel like mm-hmm. there's some sort of songbird or like kind of uh, brackish water living, uh, 
you know reed dwelling bird like a i always think of like red winged blackbirds yeah um, and those are i don't know they're so cool yeah yeah they are awesome. somebody likened their their uh mark on their wing to like a ss band <laughs> on somebody's arm though and i was like oh maybe they go down a point in my book <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> i well i was about to say yeah it does look like a military badge my mind didn't go to nazis <laughs> but <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> Thank you for that, that I won't forget. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no, I do. I actually, I have a whole, in the wintertime here, um, there's like a whole mixed flock of um, red-winged blackbirds, grackles, unfortunately some starlings mixed in too. Mm. And I mean, they're in like the hundreds and they um, will just roll through the neighborhood and go to all the feeders and they will just like clear out my my feeder like you know <laughs> it's just like it's, they, they show up and like they're so fucking noisy and like yeah um, i love seeing the grackles and the red wings the starlings i'm like you know a big old middle finger to them yeah. um a real but, uh, shitty gang of birds <laughs> But like you know, they come through. They're just big and noisy, and and all you know, males and females all together. They're just like having like a feeding party, and um, it's really cool seeing that big old mixed flock. Yeah, sometimes like I, I, we've been talking about um, mixed species exhibits at work and things like that. Mm-hmm. So like, I just love seeing animals that are not supposed to be together, like doing their thing and like living their you know wild life. That's it's like I don't know. Starlings can definitely stay out, but seeing all the rest <laughs> kind of doing their thing is always so fun. Like I always see the northern flickers hanging out with like brown-headed cowbirds and yeah, uh, unfortunately starlings, but like morning doves too, and the robins mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, and then, and then the, like, the mixed flocks in the in the part of you know why why I love the uh, walking in the snow is like the forest will be dead, totally dead, and then you roll across one of the mixed flocks, which like dominate the forest in the, in the wintertime, um, especially once you get up into the mountains. Um, and, you know, they're led by chickadees and they're led by titmice. And then following the chickadees and titmice, you have the nuthatches, you have the woodpeckers, you have the creepers, you have the wrens, and you have the kinglets. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you just locate this mixed flock it's almost like it reminds me of like the serengeti when you have just like big herds moving through like it could be miles and miles and miles of nothing grassland and then you just stumble across thousands thousands of wildebeest or something you know with antelope and elephants and and like that's almost what it's like except it's you know in the snowy woods and it's it's just lots of birds just moving through in a patch exactly yeah that's like precisely where my brain goes to or like (laughs) you know somewhere in uh like the tundra where it's like moose and um deer and all these other kind of big game but yeah you would you like i guess your brain immediately goes to like the very large kind of like hoof stock animals rather than like birds doing that a lot of the time um but yeah it's so cool to see yeah birds are just they're great birds are (laughs) fucking awesome birds are fucking great (laughs) all right so are you ready for the next question yes i'm ready for the next one it is what is your ultimate birding trip ultimate birding trip oh i thought about this one too um seeing the sandhill cranes migrating on the platte river that that Damn. yeah because there's like i think five hundred thousand stop over for like a uh you know to refuel on the platte river in nebraska um mm-hmm. 
uh, before they finish up their migration. And apparently, and, and it's not just them too, they're in a mixed flock. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's like yeah. lots of other birds with them. And apparently it's just like, uh, it's just amazing to see. Um, I talked, when I did my episode with um, Bol, uh, Bill um, Wallauer, who's uh, the cinematographer for Jane Goodall. Um, oh, awesome. he, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did an episode with him and he was saying that was his like famous bird, favorite birding experience was was watching the sunrise over you know these hundreds and hundreds of thousands i mean millions of birds in the platte river um so yeah i want to do that one day and, and lauren my wife is on board too so i'm sad oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. that sounds insane i haven't even thought of like my mind immediately goes to like something exotic or uh just so foreign that it feels very different but, yeah yeah you can do that at home and have an don't amazing, even need not a passport. At home, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly you need a what is it the real id or whatever yeah that's true the real fly. id <laughs> <laughs> just got mine today nice uh, <laughs> that but, little star in the corner <laughs> i know like yeah bitch i got a passport <laughs> that's all it says i feel like but um yeah my mind immediately i think goes to penguins like going to see like on a south south uh antarctic yes yeah, I was going to say like Southern Ocean, South Antarctic area, um, South Pole. That's where my mind was going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just going to see all them doing their thing and like another mixed flock situation of just, you know, like a, all these different species of penguins mm-hmm. kind of like doing their thing, but fulfilling all these different niches. And I think also I selfishly want to go see like seals yes. and whales and everything yes. too, like again all the big charismatic animals <laughs> but um yeah i think like it just seems so unobtainable that it, i think that would be like my ultimate one yeah right yeah it's like a good like, but, uh, dream yeah good towards yeah yeah if i'm gonna shoot at a dartboard i'm gonna aim for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i yeah i think that it would be really cool i do really well with the cold but i don't think speaking of girlfriends i don't think my partner would be down. <laughs> I don't think my so wife cold. would want to go to Antarctica yeah, either. <laughs> yeah, I might be going alone on that one. <laughs> um, speaking of penguins, you also sent me a question on favorite penguin species and defend it. So um, I'll let you start on this one because I, I got Fuck mine yeah. and I'm, I'm ready to throw down to, to defend my favorite penguin. <laughs> All right, this is. Oh no, we're not gonna do cage match, but yeah, we're. <laughs> We're going to have to talk some shit about each other's penguins. I know. They're just like sliding on their bellies toward each other or something. Yeah. Or like just their flippers. Yeah. So we'll jump straight into this one. I, I'm i pretty partial to emperors because they have purple on them sometimes. And that's fucking rad for animals. And then I'm also partial to macaroni penguins. Macaroni or, penguins? rock hopper is what i think they're called sometimes oh. as well the ones with the like the little yellow doodads oh yes i know what you're talking about so yeah. like picture uh surfs up yes 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 i was penguins just about to surfing. say i was just about to say there's a movie with them right yeah the yeah. surfs up penguin yeah the only cooler penguin in that movie is tank the shredder evans <laughs> yes <laughs> so <laughs> the rooster's my favorite in that movie yeah though. chicken joe yeah, chicken joe <laughs> this is me and my girlfriend favorite movie so, oh uh, i gotta watch that again i used to love that movie damn thank you thank you man movie. for a good movie recommendation of course yeah <laughs> and then i i love how uh 
this is turning into a favorite penguin movie, I guess. <laughs> but um, I love how they have Kelly Slater and Rob Machado, who are two professional surfers, like in the movie <laughs> and like voicing themselves. I think it's just it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, so whatever lame ass penguin you picked, is Del- next, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> did you see how they uh, just found a new um, emperor penguin colony? No. Yeah, apparently they just discovered a new one. They used um, satellites to, like, look for colonies. You know, apparently they look for the um, – they'll, like, use, like, a computer algorithm that'll look, you know, for contrast between the white of the ice and the, you know, like, brown red of the, you know, penguin poop um, yeah. that colonies <laughs> form. And they found a whole new colony. It's, like – apparently it's only, like, around, like, 500 – uh, pairs or something so it's on the smaller okay. side um, but yeah I mean that's always good news when there's there's another colony yeah seriously I, I'll have to look into that I feel like I might have seen something about that like were they pretty like interior um yeah well they were in a part of Antarctica that apparently like you just like can't access because like, all of them are on the you know sea ice but apparently mm-hmm. wherever this one was like there's like no like n- can't get to it helicopter walking like nothing you know like wow so it's like satellite was literally the only way to like contact it at least that's okay. that's from from the news story I, I i listened to on bbc at four in the morning while i was driving to work <laughs> yeah. yeah some information might not be that accurate but the penguins <laughs> now what did you say with these penguins <laughs> they're not on the sea ice bob <laughs> Yeah. Um, so my penguin is a Galapagos penguin, and oh. I think this is the coolest penguin because it is the only penguin that is north of the equator. And instead of like all the other penguins that are trying to stay warm, this penguin is trying to stay cool. Um, so literally, the biggest battle of its life is just trying to stay cool enough to survive as it's on you know this tropical island um, of Galapagos. Um, so basically their strategy to stay cool is they'll just go swim in the water and go find like the cold, you know, current that's coming up, the Humboldt current. Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll go swim in it to try to cool off. And, uh, their other strategy is they'll like flap their flippers, I guess, to like Like fan themselves off. Yeah. And, um, then, uh, they'll also hide out in like caves and crevices in, in the Galapagos too, to to try to cool off. So yeah they're they're not the prettiest penguin you know they kind of look yeah (laughs) they're just they're not even like a nice black and white even they kind of look like um um like ox kind of you know like yeah uh, yeah 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 um have you seen the little blue penguins the little what little blue penguin i think it's a new zealand species um they're really they're they're like very similar sounding Uh uh-huh um like kind of like not the true like black and white almost like this kind of like slaty yes. blue color yeah yes that's exactly what these get like sooty almost yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah both of my choices were really uh vapid but um <laughs> <laughs> scientifically i think uh adeli or or the little blues are probably the best in my opinion <laughs> that's all right we, we don't have to make them fight it out in a cage match <laughs> no yeah it reminds me of hannibal burrs had a, a joke about like uh i'm gonna butcher this but it was <laughs> along the lines of like how he would uh 
pay any sort of money to like eat an exotic animal you know like obviously it's a joke yeah, but he yeah. was riffing off of like vegans or vegetarians and he was like you telling me i wouldn't pay like a certain amount of money to slap up a penguin and then eat it <laughs> i was just like oh that's so sad oh, but the cage match made me think of that. <laughs> poor little guys i know i never had a chance <laughs> Okay, while we're on the best blank species and defending your answer, let's do the best ratite species. Oh, okay. And okay. I'm going to go first uh-huh. with, I'm going to say the greater Rhea because I still think that they're the coolest ratite, um, but emus are second for me, I think. Yeah. But the, uh, just because of their plumage. The Rayas, though, I think my favorite part about them is that there's a huge flock of them living wild in Germany. What? There's like, yeah, there was, I think, a Raya farm because I think people will kind of like harvest them, mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote, like ostriches. Yeah. Um, and I think that that farm actually, you know, they, they broke out and they never were able to recover all of them. Um, and a similar situation happened in California with uh, zebras. So there's like a population of wild zebras that escaped like a, uh, not escaped, they broke out of their exhibit or pen yeah. or whatever they were in. They were never recovered. Um, so I just think that that's like super weird. That's to insane. Be in Germany. <laughs> yeah, in Germany. But they should, they should be able to like handle it, I think, because they, um, they're from South America, if I remember correctly. And uh, they are from, like, you know, the colder areas in South America. So, like, oh. would be, like, a similar temperament. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That is nuts. Yeah, so weird. But I can't imagine you're, like, hiking the Alps in Germany and your lederhosens and stuff. And all of a sudden, a fucking Rhea runs up. You're, like, what the fuck? I know. Yeah. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> exactly. I just double check they are from South America, but I'm gonna check uh, this fact just to make sure I'm not crazy. Uh, but yeah, there's a bunch of them in Germany, as it turns out. <laughs> that is nuts, dude. I so on your never... next German vacation, make sure you look out for look them. out for the rate. Well, I am not surprised that Germany can't contain them because the Australians, you know, lost their emu war against the emus. So yeah, yeah. Who's to say the Germans are any better than the Australians when it comes to yeah. fighting ratite birds? <laughs> like, I know <laughs> the Australians are gnarlier. They're just European convicts right <laughs> like historically from way back in the day yeah if anyone so, can take down exactly <laughs> i guess the only ones to really conquer the ratites were uh the madagascar people because they um elephant birds um which were the biggest oh, yeah. biggest uh bird heaviest bird ever um not biggest heaviest um in madagascar which were a ratite species they they went extinct when the the uh, madagascar people uh first first settlers to madagascar um and then the moa which which i do an episode about the moa and when the um 
uh, Maori people um, showed up, um, the the moa ended up going extinct, um, and they yeah. were freaking twelve feet tall. So I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, but they were very docile. They were like just yeah. like eating plants and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like not... yeah, unlike a cassowary. Yes, I was about to mention the cassowary, but can you believe people um, raise them and eat them too? Like I know. Yeah. So that um, going back to that podcast we were talking about earlier, um, they had a whole episode about cassowaries and somebody in florida like one of like the few people who have been killed by one Mm. it was a farmer or like somebody that had it as an exhibition animal or something um but he he got murdered by his cassowary because he just i think he like fell and the cassowary like jumped on top of him until he died or something like that yeah i mean they have like i think they have like a spur similar to like roosters you know and like Mm -hmm. they can apparently slash with it and like i mean it's supposed to be like one of the closest things to like a velocity yeah i was just about to say like yeah yeah. (laughs) like in that scene where uh dr grant is like you know he's got dna (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he's like he's got that like little chunky kid that's at the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you're just an oversized turkey (laughs) yeah he's like what'd you fucking say yeah (laughs) this turkey would slash you in half (laughs) watch what you say (laughs) i love that scene growing up okay so what's your favorite rat type Okay, um, yeah, so I was going through my head. I was going to say cassowary. I was going to say emu. Like, I was going through all these. Um, and then I was like, oh, I could say moa as a cop-out since I did an episode on them. But you know what? I got to go with the humble little kiwi. Um, oh, yeah. I forget I mean, kiwi. yeah, those little guys, so cool. Like, this is a bird that its main sense is smell. Like, you know, like owls are using their hearing and like hawks are using their sight like you know but this bird like it's specializing in smell and it just it lives in burrows it goes out at night it, it's flight you know flightless like like all the most of the ratites um and uh it just goes out and it smells with its beak and finds itself some worms and and stuff yeah. and, and gobbles them up and then goes back to sleep when the sun rises like just <laughs> so like i just love they're just like i don't know they're they're little little, little cute little things and uh, uh i don't know i like them a lot <laughs> that's an amazing answer i like for some reason, they always fall out of my head as being a rat type. Yeah. And then the other day, I saw like a size comparison chart between all of them, and you know, like ostriches are six to seven feet yeah. tall, and emus are five, cassowaries are somewhere around like four or five, and Ray is the same. And then little kiwis just like <laughs> twelve inches tall, and maybe. Yeah. That's a tall kiwi too. <laughs> exactly. Like. <laughs> You're lucky to find one. Like maybe that's a very upright yeah, you, kiwi. You but... way up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I've always wanted to see one. Um, I'm sure it's hard to see one in the wild. So I've it's always extremely to see difficult. One yeah, yeah. In a zoo, but I, I don't know if there's many zoos that even. Yeah. So my buddies, I had some friends that just went to New Zealand, and they went to like a kiwi sanctuary or whatever, mm-hmm. and they had like an exhibit where you could see them and. Um, what they did is they took some of the kiwis. I think they're because like they're just like trying to breed them basically at this mm-hmm. sanctuary, like because they're they're trying to keep the population alive. Um, but I think they took some of them that are like too old to to breed basically or like or whatever, and they have them in an area where you can see them. And basically, what they did is they switched their their cycle. So 
Um, they like oh. they use the lighting <clears throat> inside of this area. They like switched it, you know. So during daytime, they you know black it all out and stuff, and then during nighttime, they have light shining so that the kiwis go to sleep. And uh, and then they have like some red lights, you know, so that you can see what's going on. So Very so cool. yeah, you can go in there and like it's daytime, but the kiwis think it's night. And then they have the red lights so that you can see them, and they're like scurrying around and like eating and stuff. And it's just like it, they they said they looked like aliens. Like honestly, it looked like it looked really? like watching little aliens. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I um, yeah. Shout out to Sam and that, Lauren if you listen to this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, damn right. Um, I I feel like I remember watching an episode of The Zoo, which is like a behind the scenes show following animal keepers in. A couple different zoos and one of the zoos that they followed for a season i think they were breeding kiwis and they did the same thing they had the exhibit um open for them during the day but it was all dark in there um, right. just with like red lights for them and then uh set it up the opposite way at night um <clears throat> but that's cool it like makes me think of like one of my favorite things to zoo to see in zoos are like nocturnal houses like you'll go in and there's like a bat exhibit and then like yeah, flying that. squirrels and yeah 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 and um when i was younger there was a it was like an ocelot and oh, cool. um, sloths and something else at the norfolk zoo the virginia zoo yeah um but yeah that just makes me think of that like i would love to see that in an exhibit but yeah maybe too. one day maybe, maybe one, one day, day. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know I, I definitely want to go to new zealand uh yeah whole another world down there it's so much time that you need to take to get there, I feel like. Like, how long did your friends go? They went for, I think, a little bit over a week. Um, oh, really? Maybe they did longer. They might have done two weeks or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've always told myself that's, like, what you would need. Oh, yeah. you need, like, two days each way to travel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just hard to carve out that time. Yeah, yeah. Especially being busy. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> overwhelmingly busy. Yeah, I know. And then uh, once kids come along or something. Or, yeah, yeah. Or when even if you got happen? a dog or like a cat, like it's just like so much responsibility. Yeah, speaking of which, my cat is trying to break into our office right now. So you might hear some uh, jingling. And <laughs> She's like, meows, is someone talking but... about birds? Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd like to eat one. <laughs> yeah, his name is Goose, so it's really fitting. Oh, but... that's great. <laughs> the goose is loose. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the goo is loo. Um, but, yeah. Oh, man, Kiwi's such a good answer. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of both of your answers to questions that I made, which is sad. <laughs> Like it feels, feels like I've let myself down somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man! You you get answers too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I also thought emperor penguins like aren't they like three feet tall or something like that? They're huge. Yeah, yeah. like I feel like everyone sees them on TV. They're just like, oh, it's just a cute, cute little penguin. <laughs> and then like actually, if you saw it in real life, like they look like they almost kind of look like Italian mobsters. You know, like they're just like big and like. <laughs> Like yeah. shuffling towards you, like I'm like, oh, seriously, like, hey, you, hey, what like you doing here? What you doing on this <laughs> ice? <laughs> yeah, like they shouldn't exist, but they do, like so well, you know. They just, it's like a another one of those animals where you look at them and you're like, that is a thing, you know? Yeah, like, this flightless, like chunky black and white bird just exists completely fine in. <laughs> 
sub freezing temperatures every single day of the year okay <laughs> and <laughs> like we'll we'll go miles like you know we'll, yeah like inshore like <laughs> yeah and there's been multiple movies made about them yeah. like, they're doing all right they're celebrities yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man okay so we're getting close to needing to be done i guess but I want it, I don't want to end with the worst bird experience, but I do want to hear your worst bird experience. Okay. Well, I actually have a, a positive spin on this because, like, I was gonna. I, I really thought about this, and I I don't even have a worst bird experience because this always happens to me, and this is like one of the like, I guess like magic of birding. I guess I would say is like every time I go out to bird, like sometimes the conditions are terrible. Like sometimes I'll go out and it's raining or it's cold or like my feet end up getting wet, you know, or like something how I'm tired, like, oh, I forgot my binoculars or my, oh, shit, I left my binoculars like, you know, wrapped in a, you know, something that was wet and now they're ruined and I'm grumpy and like, you know, or whatever, or like I was in traffic on the way there. Like I show up and I'm like grumpy. I'm in a bad mood. I'm like, oh, this is going to suck, you know, and like Mm -hmm. I'm like walking around and like I'm not seeing anything or I'm just seeing common birds and like blah, blah, blah. And like, but this always happens. Like if I just give it like an hour, like one, I probably like relax a little bit, like get into the mood of just like being in nature or whatever. Um, you know, another thing too is like I think I'm on a deserted trail or something, and then like an ATV drives by me or something. Like that's yeah. also something that like will you know kind of piss me off. And I'm like, oh, this ruins the whole experience. But no, but then always something, something just happens that makes it makes it totally worth it like either one i see a bird i you know which has become more rare now but see a bird i've never seen before or two mm-hmm. see a bird doing something that i've never seen them do before you know like um you know i see a hawk like fly by holding a snake like just randomly out of nowhere or like you know i see a um woodpecker like a like i walk by and like all of a sudden a woodpecker is coming out of a, a hole i wouldn't have even noticed and it's got a family in there or it's or it's building this hole and it's like it's like, this is so awesome. Or it's not even bird related. Like I, I find a footprint of like some, like a, some animal and I'm like, oh my God, that's really cool. I find like, you know, a freaking deer antler or like, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just like just going out there and just putting yourself out there like, and relaxing. Um, like you're going to have some kind of experience that like makes it totally worth it. And so I don't know. I I I just like don't have a bad experience. I feel like like I've had all these little things that kind of like piss me off a little bit, but like there's always some redeeming quality that I'm like, yeah, that was that was still a good day. That was still a good experience. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have something like did a did an eagle like take a shit on your head or something? <laughs> Dude, uh, I guess like mine is so. I feel so lame complaining about this after you just had such a nice uplifting message <laughs> about birding and being outside and like engaging in something that I'm like reluctant to say this now. No, no, please. <laughs> I was bit in the face by a turkey when I was five. Okay, so okay, a... that that is totally <laughs> That's like all that comes to mind. I'm not the one with the vulture that we talked about last time. Um for anyone that didn't listen in my work, you know, we have to have hands on our animals sometimes and i unfortunately was bit uh by a black vulture during a vet checkup um in the chin but for some reason i'm so much more traumatized by the turkey than 
anything else that, or like i guess any other bird not anything else but yeah it's uh it's stuck with me my dad always talks about it he's like i mean that's time? revenge for thanksgiving right there i know yeah like you stupid bird i can't believe you were almost a national bird <laughs> if benjamin franklin had had his way <laughs> i know yeah oh well that's that. that's a good impromptu question is if it, instead of the bald eagle what do you Ooh. think would be the best uh bird for like a national bird for america okay the bald eagle is a perfect satirical it is i know we didn't we talk about this last time because it like it like steals food from other birds and and it's like it looks awesome it's very powerful and it just steals stuff from other birds yeah exactly (laughs) like they can be so just like ruthless too and you know they're they're this big bad entity like wherever they are nothing besides probably a great horned owl in north america is gonna fuck with a bald mm-hmm. eagle really um unless it's a juvenile yeah but um yeah it, it it's one of those things where it just fits so well that it's hard to say anything other than i know that. But i know i I jokingly want to throw Cardinal into the mix now <laughs> for discovering that, yeah, so many states had it as a state bird. And then, um, okay, to me, the best national bird, mm. if we were, like, trying to, like, portray ourselves really well, I think a sandhill crane would be, like, Ooh. really cool. And, like, it would be a really cool way to talk about, like, conservation. Yeah. And, um how like elegant and beautiful like things in america can be mm-hmm. um and so i think that that would be really interesting to see how like the nation would take it and they're still a predator like they eat snakes and and you know just they'll eat <laughs> meat as well yeah. they just don't necessarily steal it from other animals all the time <laughs> and um so that is probably the best answer I can give. Nice. What about you? Um, so I just came up with this on the fly, pun intended. Um, but um, yeah, this was an unprepared. <laughs> this was an unprepared. I was not question. prepared for that. Um, I'm going to say song sparrow, and the way I defend that one is because they kind of look very similar. Like they're they're all across America. They all look very similar. But um, so I guess that's like the American culture. Um, but they all have um, very distinct, like, regional act. Like, they literally have accents, like, with their songs, you know? Like, um, it, like you can, you can um, they speak the same language. Like, the song has the same structure. But there'll be, like, different, you know, elements to it and stuff like that. Um, so, like, you know, a, a song sparrow, even here in, you know, Virginia Beach, is going to sound different from one in Richmond. But they're going to sound more similar than one out in California. So... I don't know, I guess just uh, <laughs> on a linguistics basis, basics, um, I'm going to say the uh, Song Sparrow. <laughs> That's a really cool answer. Like that, I think is uh, not, I'm not going to say better, but that's such a cool No, uh, no, I like the like, Sandhill description Crane too, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think like it's so regional, life in America is, I should say, that, you know, that answer is really a good representation of that, you know in a very fun scientific way yeah like yeah, yeah. <laughs> well let's do it let's switch it from bald eagle and let's be let's be some song sparrows <laughs> yeah i'm down yeah 
Um, <laughs> I think that it would change a lot of people's minds on how they feel about America. I'm proud to be a song sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like on the or drive to work, I nobody's eat my seed. <laughs> <laughs> on the drive to work, nobody's like, "Oh, I saw a bald eagle today." Everyone's yeah. like, "Yeah, I saw fifty songs sparrows. How cool is that?" <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> man! All right, well, are there any other questions? Do you have a favorite pop culture bird? <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about Woody the Woodpecker. We we, we, we talked on Surfs Up and. I think Cody we Ma- mentioned Cody Happy Maverick Feet, might be my favorite. Uh, yeah, the penguin from Surfs Up is. I, has, it's got to be mine. Toucan Sam sucks. Toucan Sam does suck. Yeah, Cuckoo yeah. for Cocoa Puffs just awful. Yeah, yeah come on. Um, yeah. And then maybe like not the Tootsie Pop Owl. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. um, yeah. I don't like that owl that's in like the it's like an insurance commercial or something. Yeah, now. yeah. It's like sucks. a great horned owl, and yeah, I don't like him either. Yeah. Um, annoying. Th- yeah. Are there any birds I like in in pop culture? Um, I'm gonna say shout out to all the birds that were in White Lotus season two. There was a ton of birds and like paintings and scenes, so ooh. those were cool. I didn't watch it. My wife did. She really liked oh, it. But you gotta watch they're it. Like, okay. I've heard good things. Yeah, I like, um, you know, the guy that played Christopher Maltesante on uh, Soprano. Oh, yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forget he his was actual great. name. But, uh, yeah, I like him as an actor. So He was great. Yeah. Season one's great, too. Okay. Like, and they don't really have too much to do with each other. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I do. Um, um, I will say for pop, uh, talking about birds and movies and shows, I do. Um, uh, this is a thing I hear like from birders is like, uh, and I, 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 I get it too, is you'll be watching like a movie or something and it's like set in like, you know, Europe or something. And they obviously filmed it in America because you can like hear a freaking like tufted titmouse singing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you're like, they did not get the birds right. Like this <laughs> whole movie. <laughs> yeah that's a good one for sure the immersion (laughs) (laughs) i also i don't watch harry potter and i don't necessarily love harry potter this is controversial but uh i really love snowy owls so hedwig is really cool yeah yeah hedwig's awesome yeah i did like the different owls in harry potter i remember i i I was a harry potter kid i liked the books and everything and i always liked how each kid had their different owl species and stuff like that and this is you know before i was even into birds and I like watching the the movies now. Um, uh, you know, uh, my wife will put them on and stuff, and uh, yeah, seeing the different owl species and, and sometimes they line up with people's characters, what what their owl is and stuff. I, I like it. Yeah, that's a yeah. I uh, ha- I never got past like I think the third one, so I that was the best one. I remember so. seeing like a little bit of all that, but not too much. Yeah, I wish I could relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's Uh, about all the pop culture owls or birds uh yeah i like it it was hard for me to think of for some reason yeah i'm sure now i'm gonna wait what rio oh rio yeah i didn't see that movie but all i know is that that bird went like extinct in the wild after that movie Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which is so fucking sad okay maybe maybe not rio Uh, the Angry Birds movie. <laughs> <laughs> boo, boo. 
<laughs> How scientifically accurate is? <laughs> yeah, there's cardinals. Yeah, it's just angry cardinals. <laughs> just fucking angry cardinals. Uh, yeah, I think Cody Maverick's probably the coolest bird that's ever been in a movie, right? Maverick? Maybe Chicken Joe too. Cody Maverick from <laughs> Surf's Up. Surf's Up. Oh, you know what? Uh, so do you detailed. remember that movie? Um, there was a movie uh valiant or something and it was about pigeons in world war one trying to fly messages and like the germans had peregrine falcons that were trying to like intercept them and eat them it was probably some like obscure dreamworks movie or something but i remember watching it as a kid and uh i did a pigeon episode recently and i was thinking about it i I never referenced (laughs) it in the episode but yeah i do remember that that movie oh man yeah that was a crazy one. And then the only other thing I can think of is that Pixar sketch. Like, you know how they would do the little shorts before their movies? Oh, the one with the sandpipers? Yes, yes, that one. Yeah, yeah that one is is a great one. Yep, and the, so little, the little, like, um, is it a crab? or Yeah, it's like a hermit crab or something. I think so. Like, teaches them how to, like, go yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that, that's a sweet note to to end on. yeah yeah there we go <laughs> well dude gavin it is always so much fun talking with you i'm like my belly is sore um after <laughs> laughing so much and uh and yeah great bird discussions and stuff and yeah thank you so much no problem man thanks for having me again it's always fun and uh i hope everyone enjoyed just a bunch of bird shit being <laughs> spewed on spewed out of our mouths just a bunch of bird shit bird fun and stay dirty hello birdies dirty bird podcast is brought to you by me john with my rotating panel of guests and co-hosts thanks for being on the show everybody the dirty bird theme song is by ricky pistone check out his groovy and hilarious music videos on youtube The outro music you're listening to right now is a song New York Redneck by the Sidewalk Slammers. Check them out wherever you get your music. The Dirty Bird Podcast logo is by the very talented TJ Ranoski. And of course, a shout out to my beautiful wife, Lauren, who created my original logo. Check out the show notes for this episode for a full list of credits for any bird calls or sounds used in the episode. Thanks for listening. Jungle, I might get into a 